When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Sunday, November 14th. We are just about ready to put a bow on week 10 as we're sitting here recording this. Two games left Sunday and Monday Night Football. We're taking a look ahead to week 11 waivers on this episode. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you and DVR. Another strange Sunday in the NFL. Cardinals get blown out by the Panthers. Buccaneers lose to the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke's got their number, I guess, after giving them a little bit of a scare in the playoffs last year. Now gets over the hump against them on Sunday. Probably knocks them out of the running for the potential one seed and bye on the NFC side of the playoffs. Just another strange, strange day in what's shaping up to be one of the stranger fantasy seasons we've seen in recent years. Yeah, the Eagles maybe look stupid with a big win in Denver. Uh, what else happened that was weird? I mean, Mike White looking like a backup quarterback again is not a big surprise. New England winning forty-five yeah, to yep. seven. I mean, Browns like, getting the doors blown off him. Wow. Like I, I mean, I know Baker Mayfield did get hurt in that game, but that that doesn't explain that score line at Lions, all. So Lions uh, Steelers tie. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's it's been a strange couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've talked about the confusing identity of both the Falcons and the Panthers. So the, yeah, seeing the Panthers win big against a Kyler Murrayless Arizona team and a DeAndre Hopkinsless Arizona team is still somewhat surprising. Less surprising given those circumstances. But then Atlanta losing by forty to Dallas. <laughs> I mean that that game was out of hand at halftime. So uh-huh. definitely some weird results around the league. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive into uh, some of those games. Give us the guys who we're going to talk about for Week 11 waivers. Let's start with the guy who's going to draw the most attention where he is still available. Ramondre Stevenson, 31% rostered on Yahoo, 51% rostered on CBS. So he's definitely going to draw some attention this week, DVR. Monster game in that Patriots, just absolute drubbing of the Browns. 20 carries for 100 yards and a pair of touchdowns in that one. If we knew that this was going to be his backfield the rest of the season, this would be empty the fab, whatever you got left, go get him no matter what at all costs. I think that still might be the case. However, the reason he had the backfield to himself was because Damian Harris was out of this game because of a concussion he suffered last week. And we don't have any reason to think that when Harris is back, it's going to be Stevenson ahead of him. Stevenson sharing the backfield with him? Sure, not ahead of him. It is, again, looking like another headache in New England. So how do you shape up leagues where Stevenson is available? I think he kind of falls into the rosterable backup sort of range. You know, if you're in a league where Tony Pollard was rostered from day one, that's mm-hmm. not like mo- that's most leagues. You have to treat him kind of like that. He's, he's one injury away from a more prominent role. And I think this new England team is just better than we realized a few weeks ago. I was questioning the quality of this team because their wins were against the jets twice. And I think Miami, like at one point they've played a chargers lot was better. their one quality win before, before what we saw from them against the Browns. 
Yeah, and I think it was prior to the Chargers game where I was like, I just don't know if I believe in this Patriots team. So they're starting to prove it. They're at least an average team, maybe a tick even better. Obviously, Belichick's a Hall of Fame coach, so he can get a lot of these players. But all that's to say, I don't think you can treat Stevenson as a pickup that you are going to rely on unless we get further injury news on Damian Harris. It's a concussion, and since it came down fairly close to game time for this week, I don't necessarily expect Damian Harris to miss more time. So it's a timeshare that I want really no part of. I, I think they don't even have clearly defined roles. Like Both of those guys have similar functions. So it's not like you can say Stevenson's clearly the guy if they're big underdogs or Harris is clearly the guy if they're a big favorite. Like They, they can do the same thing. And that's what makes it really frustrating to try and project right now. I think Tony Pollard's a good comp because Stevenson, like Pollard, is among the very best next man up backs. And we saw that, right? I mean, we saw that in week 10 with the big game he had against the Browns. If Ramondre Stevenson was in your lineup this week, you maybe are already celebrating a victory or are probably looking very good to get a victory. And he is in that elite next man up group with Tony Pollard, with Alexander Madison, with AJ Dillon, who maybe is going to get uh, his opportunity to be that guy after Aaron Jones left the Packers win with a leg injury. This is an elite next man up for sure in Ramondre Stevenson. So that and that alone makes him go-gettable in fantasy leagues. And I would just say the reason I said at the top that maybe he's still an empty the fab guy is because we're at, you know, we're going into week 11 here, right? Most fantasy leagues have just four weeks left in the regular season. There's really not a whole lot to save up for. There's, you know, you can't assume that there's going to be someone better than Stevenson coming your way over just the next few weeks when we are at this stage of the year. It's just not what you want to do. And then let's go back to week nine, DVR, 10 carries for 62 yards. And we've been waiting for Ramondre Stevenson to become a player who uh, the Patriots lean on a little bit more. And we know that they like to use multiple backs in this backfield. So maybe there is some standalone utility even with Damian Harris uh, back healthy, we assume that he will be at least in week 11 when the Patriots go to the Falcons. One thing that does stand out though, DVR, that's Thursday Night Football. So it still is a quick turnaround. He was basically taken down to game time on Sunday, but this is a Thursday night football game. So maybe, maybe he gets held out another week. Uh, let's just say when you're looking at this situation, are you willing to totally zero out your fab budget or does it depend on how much you have left? Yeah, it probably depends on how much I have left, but I mean, I could use maybe a quarter or a third of what I have left because I agree with the premise. Like there, there isn't that much time left in the season. What are you saving it for? You don't have a, a fab redemption at the end of the season where you get some like tokens back to go use it at the arcade or something if you have extra fab dollars. So spend it while you can and hopefully you'll catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe that short week does work in your favor if you scoop up Stevenson. All right, let's check out Carolina. They had a really impressive win against Arizona, even without uh, uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That's still been an elite defense this season, and the Panthers had no problem, made short work of them in a 34-10 victory. Cam Newton, we know, is back. He actually ran for a touchdown, threw a touchdown in this game. Uh, he is going to be this team's starter next week. We've already heard that from Matt Rule, and maybe he can make something useful out of Robbie Anderson, who had four catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. Let's start with Cam here, DVR. What would your quarterback situation have to be? Obviously, he's got utility, very obvious, in two QB leagues, but in just standard, traditional, one-quarterback leagues, what would your QB situation have to look like to want to make a bid on Cam this week? Uh, it would have to have been a situation where I was definitely not investing in a top-end quarterback, and I was playing the matchups week-to-week. Um, two quarterback leagues, of course, anybody who's starting is on the radar there, so that goes without saying. Cam was probably already picked up in those formats this week, even before 
he became the starter. But if I had some kind of combination where maybe I went like Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan as my two quarterbacks, you can't necessarily play one. Like you don't feel great about one of those guys every week. You feel okay about one of them every week. Cam could fit in there, right? I mean, he could be an upgrade potentially. I guess the question is though, like how far is he from the MVP form that we've seen in the past? I mean, you go back to the short and, or the the twenty twenty season. He averaged twenty fantasy points per game last year because of his rushing ability, mm-hmm. and that hasn't really gone away. So the floor there is at least high end QB two week in and week out. And I think with the offense he has around him in Carolina, he's got better weapons there than he had in New England. Oh, by far, by far, right? <laughs> so yes. I mean, maybe he can breathe some life into Robbie Anderson too. I think that was one of the other takeaways for me from this mm-hmm. this blowout. Is like, hey, like Robbie Anderson scored this this could make. Make him useful again. So I'm actually pretty intrigued by Cam in this spot, especially since they've got Christian McCaffrey healthy again. You got DJ Moore there. There are enough weapons for him to at least be as good on a per game basis as he was last year from a fantasy perspective. And there's a reasonable chance that he's better through the air. So uh, definitely interested in him in those leagues where I didn't aggressively pursue a quarterback. And, And let's just take a look at the upcoming schedule. Week 11, Washington at home. Definitely startable. Week 12 at Miami, definitely startable. Week 13, Carolina has a bye. Week 14, home for Atlanta, definitely startable. Week 15 at the Bills, that would be the first round of most leagues fantasy playoffs. So that would be one where you would maybe be thinking twice about starting him just based on the matchup. But as you said, if Cam's running the ball as effectively as he did last year, and then you give him Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, things start to look a whole lot better for him. And we know he can still run it. I mean, the touchdown run he had, that was his first play of the season, DVR. They put him in there <laughs> uh, inside the five-yard line, and it just looked like same old Cam. It looked like the Cardinals had him bottled up, but he's a big, strong dude, and he just pushed both guys off him. And there he is, scampering into the end zone, getting in the camera, saying, I'm back. And in that way, Cam Newton absolutely back. So I'm with you. If I don't have like a, if I don't have a locked and loaded, I don't even think about my quarterback. I know that I am starting. Kyler Murray I know that I'm starting Lamar Jackson if I don't have someone like that that is just I don't even think about the position I am definitely gonna throw some money at Cam Newton and try to get him on my team because this could be a very nice surge and now suddenly the Panthers we've been talking about this right we know that they're those five locked in playoff teams in the NFC and then it's a whole mess behind them five and five Panthers uh, looking pretty intriguing uh, in that whole mesh behind the top five teams. You mentioned Robbie Anderson, four catches, six targets, 37 yards and a touchdown. That's a sign of life for him because let's just go back over the last four games, DVR. Two yards, zero yards, 14 yards, 11 yards. The game before that, 30 yards. The game before that, 46 yards. It's been a hugely disappointing season. But if Cam Newton raises the level of this Carolina offense as a whole, you know that tide could lift the ship that is Robbie Anderson as well. Yeah, Robbie Anderson entered this week averaging 3.9 yards per target. I don't know how that's even possible (laughs) when you've played half of a season. This is a guy that was 8 yards per target or better each of the last four years. He's played with Sam Darnold before. It really doesn't make any sense that he's this bad. So I'm definitely in on Anderson in leagues where he's available. Any league where you're starting three receivers, he could easily creep back into that wide receiver three conversation with more stability at the quarterback position in Carolina. All right, fantasy players, I have a plea for you right now, and that is please, please, please stop forcing us to talk about Dan Arnold on this show. 
He needs to be rostered across the board. Another strong game for Dan Arnold. Five catches on seven targets for 67 yards. DVR in his in four of his last five games, he has at least four catches, at least seven targets, at least 60 yards. And that, I mean, that is playable at the tight end position week in and week out. And even more important than that, this team loves him. The Jaguars love Dan Arnold. They get him a ton of run every game. They went out, they made that trade for him. They activated him the very next day or two days later. Made a trade for him on a Monday, started him on a Thursday. They love this guy. They want him involved. I would say he is the most bankable pass catcher in Jacksonville's offense from a from a standpoint of knowing what his role is week in and week out every single week. And at the tight end position, 4-7 and 60, that's going to play in almost every league. Yeah, I think he had a target inside the red zone. He converted a two-point conversion. So he is one of those guys that when the Jags get into the red zone, when they throw it with Trevor Lawrence in those situations, he's going to get some looks. And we've talked about him four weeks in a row now, I think, on this show. He's at least right there in the back end of the top 10 options. If you didn't go early at tight end, if you don't have a Kelsey or a Waller or a Kittle or an Andrews or someone at that level that just plays every single week, and you're still wondering what you should do with the position, Dan Arnold can actually help you. Yeah, like it's those guys, it's Pitts, and then like I think he's right in there after that. There's the obvious guys, and then I think he comes in next. He's in that next group uh, behind the obvious guys. And you mentioned that red zone target. That was a third down. He was lined up as a wide receiver, first read, for Trevor Lawrence, picked up a first down, they scored a touchdown in the next play. It was a running t- touchdown, but still, they scored a touchdown the very next play, and then, as you said, he gets the two-point conversion. Like, that that shows you. When a first read lined up as a receiver on third down, you know, down by, what, they were down by 11 in the fourth quarter? That Like, that's a, that's a key, key spot in that game, and he's the first read for Trevor Lawrence. He is really a very important part of that Jacksonville offense and deserves a home in pretty much every fantasy league. Just 26% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, 51 in CBS. So let's get those numbers way up because Dan Arnold definitely deserves it. A couple more guys who I want to touch on briefly here, DVR, before we wrap things up. Boston Scott's the first one. Got roundly dropped. Not roundly dropped. Maybe that's a little bit of an overstatement. But after he had his big game, then we saw a second consecutive big one from Jordan Howard. Seemed like Jordan Howard was taken over as the main guy in a Miles Sandersless backfield for Philadelphia. So now Boston Scott finds himself just rostered in 32% of Yahoo leagues, 53% of ES or of CBS leagues, and he's got 11 carries for 81 yards in the Eagles' win over the Broncos. Jordan Howard was in there doing his thing as well. This is obviously a tough backfield to figure out without Miles Sanders. Uh, he could be coming back any week now, but in a situation where Boston Scott is available, maybe a couple of bucks to get him back on a team for depth. Yeah, I guess that'd be the right situation. Um, I can't figure out why Kenneth Gainwell was playing ahead of Boston Scott based on what's <laughs> happened these last yeah. few weeks. It's, it's a very good question, and I'd like I would love to hear Nick Sirianni explain that. Maybe. They thought his skill set was a better fit alongside Miles Sanders, but without Miles Sanders, Boston Scott was better able to do that. And then Jordan Howard, you know, brought up from the practice squad, and he's been great in these three games without Miles Sanders. I mean, truly like a very effective, explosive looking back. So it's going to be a situation where we know neither guy is going to get out of the other's way. This game script obviously worked very well for the Eagles, worked very well for Boston Scott, uh, but he's been productive in all three games without Miles Sanders, and so I think that at least deserves having him on rosters. Finally, one more guy to throw out there, Michael Gallup, uh, back for the Cowboys. Didn't do anything huge in that big win over the Falcons. CeeDee Lamb did leave that game early with what they're calling an arm contusion. 
doesn't seem serious, but when you've got a quarterback like Dak Prescott, when you play for a team that is capable of rolling up 40 literally every single week, a guy like Michael Gallup, I think, deserves to find a home in fantasy leagues. And he's about 50% rostered on both Yahoo and CBS leagues. So I would go out and, uh, and make a claim for him if I were in a league where he's available. Would you be aggressive at all on him, DVR? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think the key here is that we're getting closer to the end of bye weeks. So mm-hmm. depending on your situation, you might be able to stash someone that you have no short-term use for in the case of Gallup. Um, that would be the one thing I would think about is he's good enough in an explosive enough offense yep. to justify a bench spot if you don't have situations where you need someone with a larger role between now and the time bye weeks are over. We'll take a deeper look at the waiver wire on the Monday episode of this very show. Me, Jake Seeley, Brandon Funston will dig in just a little bit deeper as we run through everything that we saw in week 10. But we want to give you that first look here. That's what we do on Sunday nights. That's going to do it, though, for this first look of week 11 waivers. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for listening to us. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good night.